your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we will get to part two, the final part of the crossover episode between myself and John Chick from Locked On New York Rangers. A lot of good stuff that we get into for the uh, final 20 minutes or so of our discussion. But before we get to that, I wanted to let everybody know that we at Locked On NHL, all of the hosts from from the NHL side, Uh, did our top 50 players of the year for last year, and they will be coming out uh, over the course of the next couple weeks. I have the dates for you right here um, on the Locked On NHL podcast. So right now, you can go to the uh, Locked On NHL, wherever you subscribe to that show. And right now, we did kind of like a prequel to it. And we talk about these snubs who did not make the top 50 list. And then uh, every couple days after that, so the next one is August 27th, that is 50 through 41. So each episode, uh, there will be 10 guys that we talk about and 10 through one is coming out September 10th. So just subscribe to Locked on NHL and whenever those shows go live, they're not every day. I mean, Lockdown NHL is every day, but uh, the shows where we do the top 50 players are every three days or so. Uh, so as long as you subscribe and uh, don't miss the top 50 players, see if your guys are on there. You know how I voted. I didn't skew it that much. I'm not going to do that. I, th- I feel like when you're in a position of power like that, uh, you don't abuse it. So I'm not one of those guys that puts, uh, you know, the top five avalanche players in the top five. Like I'm not going to do that. I don't want to skew the results, but I represented the avalanche well and where they deserved to be. Uh, So like I said, the snubs one is out now. Definitely go check that out. Uh, So we are going to get to John chick and I, and uh, our discussion, we go into good stuff about kale McCarr and Adam Fox and, you know, who is, I don't want to say more deserving, because like I say, when I'm talking to him, they're both deserving. But it's a good discussion. Talk about some of the young players on both teams who you might look out for this year. Because uh, we all know the Avalanche have them. And, you know, the Rangers do as well. The Rangers have a good youth pool. Uh, so we kind of talk about that. And on behalf of the entire Colorado Avalanche community, I personally thank John and the New York Rangers for plucking Ryan Reeves from the Vegas Golden Knights and removing him from the West Coast and bringing him to the East Coast for obvious reasons and because that is going to be a soap opera waiting to happen when they go up against the Washington Capitals. So we're going to get to that stuff here in a second, but first I just want to bring up BetOnline and BetOnline.ag. And it is that time of the year again. Football season is here. And what, I mean, other than the NHL season starting, clearly, you have to get excited for the NFL season. Not only is it just because it's football, 
because that means the seasons start changing and it's a good time to bet. And if you want to get involved in the action, go to betonline.ag. It's your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. That's true. uh, College football starting, I think, what, this week, next week? So get on on, in on that as well. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest that's open right now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up, and you will receive now a 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to check out, or excuse me, be sure to t- be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which is you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season open- opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager is refunded up to $25. It's for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. <clears throat> bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorites. So from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also brought to you by new sponsor, Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together. And does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all of the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. And you can learn more at directtv.com. Learn more at directtv.com. Compatible devices required and content varies by package. All right, so let's get this show on the road with John and myself. Part two, the final part of our Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Rangers crossover. Um, hey, you know, we, we were talking about Fox and McCarr uh, not too long ago, and I mentioned Fox running the Norris, and, you know, obviously McCarr was up for it as well. Yeah. Were you cool with Fox winning it, or do you think it should have been your guy, McCarr? I mean, do you want to make a case for McCarr here, why it should have been him or anything like that? I was okay with Fox winning it. I did think McCarr should have won it. Um, because and, and what hurt him was the games that he missed. Um, he missed 11 or 12 games, and in a 56-game season, yeah. that will crush you. Um, but no, he, he was the, the only point-per-game player, player as, as a defenseman um but i it, it's paper thin i'm not gonna i i was not i wanted one of those two guys to win it clearly um yeah. and and so i was more i was i was fine with with fox winning it i you know i'm not gonna sit here and say like yeah i think mccarr should have won it but fox wasn't deserving he was as deserving as mccarr um 
and then you know, you know, it just falls to allegiances at that point. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? like, pretty much. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm an Avalanche guy, so clearly I'm going to want my guy to win. But no, I had, had no problem with Fox winning it. And um, there, there's some just really, really good young defensemen in the NHL right now. And there, you know, this is going to be battled out for years to come. And I've said many times on on my show, and maybe this goes for Adam Fox too. You know, Norris is one thing. Kale McCarr could win a Hart Trophy at some point. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Adam Fox, too. And I think there's so many good young defensemen in the league that they're going to start poking their heads around when this Hart Trophy comes around. It's not just for, you know, the the speed demon, you know, forwards that can score all the points anymore. They have to look beyond that. And uh, I think defensemen are going to have something to say about it going forward. Yeah. Yeah, it could absolutely happen. I think the one thing that the biggest challenge for either McCarr or Fox winning the heart, as you mentioned, it's certainly not a lack of skill. I mean, they're both unbelievable. And, you know, I'm sure there's every other team in the NHL would love to have one of those guys on their roster. I think the biggest challenge, though, is, you know, the Avalanche have such a good team and you got Nathan McKinnon there. And and with the Rangers, you know, you've got Artemi Panarin there. So it's like, are they going to somehow be able to eclipse those guys? I mean, that might be hard, although they are quite a bit younger. So who knows? I mean, I, I think anything's possible. I When's the last time a defenseman won the heart? Do we know that? Uh, it was late or early, to, early to mid two thousands, I think it was. Okay. Um, and wh- as soon as you say the name, I'm going to be like, "Yeah, that's who it was." Because um, it's somebody that it, it, it uh... it's a, it's a player we all know, and I he's escaping me right now. Let me see. Oh, it's Pronger. Yep, there you go. Pronger. Yep, Chris Pronger. Yeah, Pronger. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, that that sounds okay. about right. He was an absolute beast for that team. Yeah. Well, any team yeah. he played for, really. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for, but for defensemen, they they need to have a perfect season. You know what I mean? Like they they can't have any screw ups. You know, if you have yeah. a, a forward that misses a few games here and there, you know, they can make those points up anywhere. And I know it's heavily skewed towards points and all that. Um, I don't think voters are expecting a defenseman to lead the league in points, but if they, you know, some of these, a lot of these guys are offensive minded. So, you know, getting 82 points, a point per game for a season on defenseman is not out of the realm of possibility anymore. Um, and that will make voters kind of look and say like, all right, we probably should include this guy. Yeah. You know, uh, Connor McDavid is probably going to get 200 points at some point. <laughs> in his career in a season and you're not going to be over to overcome that. And that's what they're up against for these defensemen. So it's going to be tough. And like I said, they need to have a almost a pitcher perfect season, Uh, but it is doable. There's enough of them in the league where it is doable. Yeah. I was literally just going to say that you got to have a little bit of luck on your side too. If you're going to be a defense and winning the heart, because you know, if uh, Connor McDavid goes off for 107 points again or whatever it was in a 56 game season, no less than that's pretty much going to erase any possibility there. But it seals uh, the deal. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, uh, you know, something else I wanted to ask you about, I got this written down here, but obviously, you know, every team undergoes a little bit of change every off season. And one of the, it's gotta be the biggest loss for the avalanche is Philip Grubauer. Obviously he signs with the, uh, Seattle Kraken had just an excellent season with the avalanche. Um, is this as big of a loss as it feels like for the avalanche or do you feel like they can get by without him? Maybe going with Darcy Kemper next season. So, I, they, you know, I would have loved to have him back, um, yeah. but it, and, and I hate saying this, but it, it, it 
doesn't hurt as much as people think it does. Um, and it's not because of, of his skill. He's a, he's a very good goalie. But this past season was far and away his best year, you know, without question. Um, so it was up in the air if if he should even be the starter for this team heading into last year between him and Pavel Francouz. And Francouz got hurt in training camp, never played a single game all year. And Grubauer just stood on his head for pretty much the duration of the season and had a spectacular year. And he was nominated for the Vesna. Didn't think he was going to win it, but um, he was deserved to at least be nominated for it. But that was it. Like it, he was so far, he's been a, a one hit wonder. I don't think, you know, he, he could cont- have continued that. And I would have loved for the Avalanche to sign him. Uh, because he's familiar with the system, you know, he knows the guys and, and you're just the comfort, the comfortability level was finally there with him. Uh, but he has a phenomenal defense playing in front of him. And yeah. I think, I think Kemper kind of could be that guy. Like, I, you know, these football analogies are going crazy today, but for <laughs> being, being a Denver Broncos fan, there was a period of time after Terrell Davis where they could slot in any running back because they had an amazing offensive line and they would rush for a thousand yards. No questions asked. It's kind of where the avalanche are right now. You can put, I mean, you have to have a goalie that is, that has talent clearly. And Kempfer's that guy. I think they can put him back there. They know he's a good goalie. And then you put a great defense in front of him and he, he could be a Vesna candidate next year. Definitely Try, not trying to take away from Grubauer. He's a very good goalie. Kraken got a really good goalie that maybe finally just started to uh, find his groove. Maybe they're getting him at the right time. Um, And that's to the avalanche detriment, but what they got avalanche fans are are more than happy with uh, getting Darcy Kempfer because in bubble hockey in Edmonton, a couple of years ago, the first round, it was Avs versus coyotes. Avalanche didn't really struggle with Arizona. I think it only went five games. But the only reason it went five games was because of Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Uh, I think in game two, we really shut him down. Like, And that might have been like something that Joe Sackick saw. I was like, wow, this guy, maybe we should keep an eye on this guy because he's shutting our you know, high-powered offense down in spots. Just imagine if he was on our side. And now they got him, and I think they're more than happy with uh, you know, who they were able to fill in the spot by not signing Grubauer, which they did want to do. So... Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, another good move by Sackick. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a really, really good season. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I actually looked up his stats before we did this, and I, I was surprised. They're actually better than I realized. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. career goals against average of 247, career save percentage of 917, and uh, let's see, the win-loss record, 105, 81, and 32. And considering he's played, I believe, the last four seasons with the Coyotes, uh, that's not too shabby either. I mean, nothing against the Coyotes, but – He's getting an upgrade himself. I mean, he's got to be thrilled going from the Coyotes to the Avalanche, one would think. Oh, he uh, he did an interview with Peter Baugh uh, from The Athletic. And he, he was, you know, in just reading the article, you could just read the excitement uh, from him. You know, he, a lot of guys want to come here right now. And that's a, that's a good thing, you know, to, to have is you have a good team and um, it's a destination for guys right now. So it, it, it's a good feeling. And, uh, yeah, I think he, he's happy to uh, get out of Arizona, which is not the best situation right now. Uh, he's one of those guys that 
will will probably take advantage of going from a bottom standing team to a cup contender overnight. And he's not going to let that opportunity get, uh, go to waste. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anybody that the Avalanche added uh, this offseason, either via trade or via free agency? Somebody who's like under the radar a little bit that maybe you're excited about, feeling good about, and you know maybe I'll throw on a Ranger uh, after you're done. Yeah. Too? Um, not so much in in free agency other than Kemper, um, yeah. but I'll I'll say you know they they've had they've been stockpiling prospects for years, and this year you're going to see probably a handful of them. Uh, trying to to stake their claim on this roster. One of them that got called up late last season was Alex Newhook. He's their uh, he was their he was a first he was their second first round pick a couple of years ago. Bowen Byram was their first round first first round pick. He was number four, and Newhook was number sixteen, I believe. And um, Byram's on the defensive end, and he's going to be interesting to see where he can slot in. Uh, but Newhook. I think a lot of people are expecting him to make a big giant leap uh, this year. When they called him up, they didn't throw him on the fourth line. They had him centering the second line on his first game. Um, so oh. he, they, they expect a lot out of him. And I think he's one of those guys that he got his feet wet, um, a handful of games at the end of the year, and then some playoff experience. And this year, training wheels are off, and uh, I, I think he's going to be one of those rookies that surprises. I don't want to say surprise a lot of people because a lot is expected of him. Uh, but I think everybody's kind of looking at uh, who's that guy in uh, Montreal that just went crazy. Uh, uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Is it Caulfield? Caulfield. Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield. Yeah. 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 Everyone's got their eyes set on him. Can't wait to see what he does. And Newhook is like kind of sliding under the radar for these rookies. So uh, Alex Newhook would be a guy I'd say look out for. All right, we're going to take a quick break and hear from a couple sponsors, and then we'll get back to John and see what he has to say about a player to look out for for the Rangers. But first, we're going to hear from rockauto.com. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and the prices at Rock Auto are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Also brought to you by Built Bar, and you know Built Bar, and you love Built Bar. And when you talk to Built Bar fans, they all have their favorite flavors and you can order and choose yours find your favorite flavor between flavors such as coconut mint brownie strawberry cookies and cream german chocolate and the limited limited edition flavors that they often have so if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you will get two of nine flavors included in the box. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 
Calories range from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15, and you get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, for the Rangers, I mean, it's not really that under the radar. I think, you know, when it happened, certainly a lot of people were aware of it, but they pick up Parkley Goodrow from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people were, were kind of going after the Rangers, like, because they gave him six years and $3.6 million. Uh, to me, I think it's money well spent. Goodrow adds a lot of what the Rangers were lacking. I mean, he's a big, tough, physical player. They finally have somebody on the roster who can actually win a faceoff. So that's obviously a good <laughs> thing because that's an area where they've really struggled. Uh, Goodrow can play center. He can play left wing. He can play right wing. But I think he's ticketed for the third line center role there. And something else that his addition does is it allows the Rangers to move Philip Heedle from center, presumably to right wing, where I think he's better suited. You can better take advantage of his speed on the right wing. And he doesn't have to take faceoffs anymore, which is a good thing because I don't even think he's at 40% for his career. So uh, yeah. to me, he just makes the team overall better, uh, tougher, more physical. As far as offensive fireworks, I mean, I'm not really expecting any from Goodrow. He gets on the score sheet every now and then. But the Rangers, man, they were on this crusade to make themselves bigger, tougher, stronger, uh, meaner. Use whatever adjective you want to use. But you know the kind of players I'm talking about, Chris. Yep. You know that uh, what a difference that can make when you add a couple of those guys and the Rangers definitely did that, and the uh, the charges sort of being led by Barclay Goodrow here. So very, very excited about that as well. How much of that mentality is based on this, the, the one game with Tom Wilson? So I've gotten that question a lot. I have no doubt that that probably had something to do with it. But, you know, I hear this narrative out there that's like, oh, Tom Wilson broke the Rangers. He did this, that, and the other thing. Hmm. I, don't think, I don't think he broke the team or anything like that. I think the biggest thing that happened there – is it kind of shined a light on an issue that the Rangers were already aware of. And I think even if all that nonsense with Tom Wilson over that two-game stretch, even if that never happened, I think you would have seen the Rangers this offseason make the kind of moves that they're making right now because they got a new coach, obviously, and they've got a new general manager in Chris Drury, and it's his team now, and he's got a vision for what he wants this team to be. And I think the Rangers in these last couple of seasons here – when you look at their top six, I mean, it's really good. Is it the best of the NHL? I wouldn't go that far, but it's, you know, entering the conversation of top five territory in the league, I would say. But then mm-hmm. you look kind of down the depth chart, and it is lacking a little bit. And now they've added some of these depth pieces, these big tough guys. They're going to complement a lot of the skill guys that they already have. So I'm very excited. You know, I think it just made the team a little bit deeper and a little bit tougher. And look, if a side effect is of this whole thing is that Tom Wilson gets his comeuppance and has to fight you know, Barclay Goodrow or Ryan Reeves or Jared Tenorti or whoever it might be, then, hey, that's great. Sign me up and and get the popcorn ready. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think overall, again, that's just a small portion of of what's going on here. I I think this is uh, a direction the Rangers were going to take regardless. Yeah, like you said, I I think it exposed something the Rangers already knew were there and they had to address, and then it just became knowledge for everybody across the league. So, you know, they had to go, go address it. And from all avalanche fans to uh new york rangers fans thank you thank you thank you for getting ryan reeves out of vegas that was oh you got it man I, i'm sure he's, he's a complete pain to pay, play against yeah, oh yeah. man yeah yeah uh, i don't mind physical guys but physical to that level where you're towing the line of uh you know just going overboard 
that is Ryan Reeves. So probably one of those guys that, you know, if he's on your team, you love him. Um, unless he does something really, really dumb, which that's how we, that's how Avalanche fans were with uh, Zadorov for a little while. Great physical player, but would just do things that would make you slap your head and be like, why are you doing that? But, um, <laughs> yeah. Reeves on, on the Rangers is, is going to be, uh, fun to watch. I can tell you that. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. And so Chris, something else that I was wondering about, you know, the Avalanche, obviously they've had a lot of success these last couple of seasons. And, you know, it would seem like the window should still be open for at least a couple of more years. But is it getting to the point where you feel like the Avalanche are kind of getting into Stanley Cup or bust territory? I mean, is that kind of what's going on for, for next season and beyond? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, we, we've gone through like we're kind of we, we've walked up the steps and we, we've been at the bottom of the, the league uh, a few years ago in, on record as the worst season uh, in, in history. The Red Wings were on pace to beat that, but then COVID struck and and shortened that season. So we still own that record. But since then, the very next year, they made the playoffs, which was a shock to everybody. Uh, And then the next year, they made the playoffs and won in the first round. And then the next year, uh, they made the playoffs and they've been stuck in the second round. But it's not to say they haven't had things where they've been successful. They won the President's Trophy last year. So they keep like climbing the ladder and the next thing is at least to make the Stanley cup finals. Sure. When you get there, you want to win it. But I think avalanche fans are, you know, this is the second year in a row that they're going in as the, the favorites and to avalanche fans, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, yeah. All right. We can only talk about how good we are. That only lasts for a season, maybe two. Um, And then when you have nothing to show for it, that doesn't matter anymore. All that matters now is they they have to at least make the Stanley Cup final. I think that would make a lot of people happy. And then clearly, if you win it, that's that's the that, then you've got to the top of that mountain. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, they're they're stuck in the second round. So I don't even think getting out of that round and, and making it to the conference finals it would would be deemed a success at this point. Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, you could say that because you would have kept progressing to that um but no this is too many years in a row that they've had early exits and uh, avalanche fans and and not even avalanche fans the 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 players themselves the 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 franchise themselves they know they have a good team they know it and they they gotta they gotta show it and and you know last year even though it was a shortened season uh that team was was loaded and they don't have that anymore. They, you know, they're not as deep as they were last year. And at the trade deadline, Joe Sackick said it. He's like, "This is going to be the deepest team we have, and this is going to be one of our best opportunities." Sure, they they are set up for the future for a handful of seasons. Um, but last year was a pretty special team, and and they let it slip through. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think yeah. with the Rangers, you know, I, I don't think we're in the uh, Stanley Cup conversation just yet. I mean. I suppose you never know, because I always make this point on my show, Chris. Once you get to the playoffs, everybody's got a shot at it. This isn't like the NBA, yeah. where you can rule out you know, half the teams that make the playoffs. Like, okay, this eight seed is clearly going to get crushed by this dominant one seed. Um, with hockey, it's not like that. Everybody gets in, they have a chance. I mean, the Montreal Canadiens from this past season, an excellent example of that. Nobody really had them pegged to do much of anything in the playoffs, and they at least make it to the finals. So never say never. But I, I think with the Rangers still being 
one of, if not the youngest teams in the NHL. I think you're at the point, you know, Gerard Gallant is the coach now, and he's had, uh, you know, when he was with Vegas, obviously he had instant success there. It was kind of the same deal when he was with the Florida Panthers. So I think if you're a Ranger fan, yeah, you know, I mean, you should at least be expecting playoffs. That should at least be a goal. That should at least be an expectation. And then you take your chances when you get there. I mean, I think if the Rangers make the playoffs this past year, and this is where they kind of differ from the Avalanche, uh, the Rangers are kind of playing with house money at that point because nobody mm-hmm. will be looking at them like they're they're one of the favorites to go all the way. And re- regardless of what happens, you know, a lot of young players will get some playoff experience, which is also a good thing. But isn't that what makes hockey the best sport there is? Because Hell like yes. you just said, if you just make the playoffs, anything can happen. And and it does not matter if you are a, an eight seed going up against the number one. If you're a fan of that team, you you believe that it can happen because it's happened so many times in hockey more than any other sport. So yeah, you just got to make the playoffs and then see what happens because you are in it in, in, in this sport. I've told so many people and it's, I get it. It's tough to turn people who aren't into hockey onto it, but I don't tell kind of like wavering hockey fan, like they want to get into hockey. I don't tell them to really start watching until the playoffs because there is nothing like NHL postseason, nothing. And the only thing I would say that's close is maybe like the the first two rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament. And why? Because there's upsets all the time. And that's what happens in hockey. You never yeah. know who's going to win it. President's Trophy doesn't mean squat. I can now attest to that. <laughs> um, but but it 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 is a battle. And that's what when if you win it, you have truly conquered a very, very difficult league. So I, uh, there, there's nothing better than, than the sport as a whole. But when the playoffs come, uh, I don't even care who, who's playing. Like even when the Avalanche are eliminated, sure, I get, I'll be pissed off for you know a day or so. Uh, but I go right back to watching it because there's nothing better than that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can definitely relate to what you said there, Chris, because I'm with you. Like, if I'm trying to get one of my friends who's into hockey, uh, you know, or excuse me, is not into hockey, and I try to get yeah. him into hockey, I don't even mess around with the regular season, man. And listen, <laughs> I, I know I know the Avalanche didn't get the result that they wanted, obviously, against the Knights, but for whatever this is worth, and this is probably very small consolation for yourself <laughs> and other Avalanche fans, yeah. but that was a phenomenal hockey series. I mean, it was appointment television for me every single night. And I tried telling my friends, it's like, dude, just watch the freaking game. Like, just give it a chance. It, it's yep. over. And, and it, that's the other thing, too. Like, hockey games don't last as long as other sports. They're over in yeah. like two and a half hours. Uh, you get two breaks between the periods. You can go do something else for a little while, come back to it. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I do my best to get people into hockey, but it seems like everybody's either all in with the NHL or all out with it. I mean, yeah. We'll, We'll yeah. see with, with, with ESPN. Um, I'm not the biggest ESPN fan and not because they, they don't give hockey like it to do. It's just in general, I, I have a problem with just how they cover sports. Um, I, I'm totally with you. They've become a parody of themselves is what's happening. Yes. There. Yes. They, they are, you know, they're more TMZ than they are really, you know, covering sports, but exactly. Uh, you can't deny their reach. So, you know, they do reach a lot of people. And I think the one thing the NHL does struggle with is promoting its stars. Um, yes. and, and that is the one area that ESPN can help them. Uh, you know, I am just not looking forward to, you know, when, when they're showing highlights of a game, uh, then, then going, Oh, let, what did LeBron James have to say about this? Let's check his Twitter feed. Like, I don't care about Ugh, this. You know, nobody God. wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's where we're going with ESPN, unfortunately, but 
will it get more eyes on the sport? I think, I think it definitely will. So it's like, it, it's give and take right now for me and ESPN. Yeah. It's, it's tough to know how to feel about it because to your point, I mean, yeah, it's good that there's going to be more coverage of the NHL, but at the same time, like I don't want to see hockey turn into, or I don't want to see hockey be covered in the same way that ESPN covers like the NFL no. or the NBA, you know, Here's what Odell Beckham did after he scored a touchdown. Who cares, man? I know. Like, there's I no know. substance to any of it, man. It just drives me crazy. I don't know. No. Maybe I'm getting older or something. But that's <laughs> how I feel about it. You know? No, I it's know. it's the ultimate team sport, and even these guys that you know they they love their team, and they're not self serving. And yeah, if they score a goal, what do they do? They celebrate with their team. Uh, find me a wide receiver that celebrated with his team after scoring a touchdown in the past 15 years. You'd be hard pressed to do that. Uh, but ESPN likes that stuff, and that's not what the NHL is. And I'm just afraid they're going to try to dig their claws into the NHL and mold the NHL to what they want them to be. And right. I'm not going to like that. But yeah, no, I'm with we'll you. see. We'll see. It's an interesting. It's an interesting. Uh, it's almost like a catch twenty two here. You know, right. more coverage, but what the hell's going to happen? So right, exactly. Yeah, I figure one, one other thing that I definitely wanted to ask you about too before we you know call it a day here. Um. So obviously going back to an 82 game season coming up, are you ready for this to see the avalanche play, you know, the Rangers and everybody else from around the NHL, or did you like the, uh, just playing teams within the division? I mean, just give me any thoughts on that. I've been asking pretty much everybody this, so go ahead. I'm, I'm glad it was one year. Uh, it, it was, it was fun yeah. for a year. Uh, it was different kind of just threw a wrench into things, but I'm over it. I don't, I'm I'm yeah. tired of seeing the same seven teams over and over and over again. Although what wasn't bad was kind of like the, the baseball style of schedule that has been thrown around in the NHL circles. Not so much that it would happen, but um, I read an article about that probably like two or three years ago where somebody had the idea of why don't we do baseball style scheduling and play the same team two or three times at a rip yeah. and i think the angel was like eh, it's uh, probably not going to happen but they they laid out the the reasons why it would be beneficial um but it's not going to happen i'm fine with it not happening but it was cool to watch for one year and half a year at that uh, yeah but now I'm, I'm over it i'm ready to go back east west coast canada the whole nine let's get back to a normal season yeah i'm i pretty much feel the exact same way and uh you know, just a second ago, you were talking about the idea of, you know, multiple game sets, just the way that MLB does it. And I would be open to that idea because I, I do think that's kind of cool playing the same team, you know, maybe two or three games in a row cuts back on travel a little bit. And, um, you know, these series, you know, if you're playing like if the Rangers are playing like, I don't know, say like the Flyers for three straight games, uh, that's going to be intense. And there's going to yeah. be a lot of energy in those games. And, you know, that series uh, story will unfold as those those three games pass. So I, I think that'd be kind of a cool idea. Honestly, I, I, I would definitely be open to that. But I'm with you, man. Give, give me uh, give me the Rangers playing everybody next season. Let's, let's see. I love, happen. It. I love yeah. it. And I think one of the reasons why they're maybe against it is like, say you have like, you know, you're the Rangers and uh, you have Edmonton come in for a, a two game set and that's it for the season. You know what I mean? Like, and if, you know, that's a draw, people want to go to that game, not only see the Rangers, but to see Connor McDavid, they don't get to see him a lot. And if they're, they can't get to those two games, you're SOL till the next yep. year. <laughs> exactly. So um, I get why, you know, same thing like NHL going to ESPN. There's pluses and minuses to that. And it's the same thing with a block scheduling. 
don't think it's going to happen. I love the schedule the way it is, crisscross the country and uh, and Canada, and, and let's get back to normal schedule. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Well, Chris, <laughs> I, I figure we can wrap up there, but uh, you know, I haven't checked the schedule. But whenever the Rangers and Avalanche play each other this season, we'll definitely have to link up to another crossover episode here and uh, just talk some hockey. Let's do it. I believe it is in March. I don't. Okay. It, well, well, it, when they're playing in. New York in March, and they're, and they're playing in Colorado maybe like a month or so before that. Uh, but it's it's next year sometime, I'm pretty sure. So Okay, that, that, yep. that works for me, man. I'll we'll circle do it. it on the calendar. And, uh, All right. yeah. Uh, yeah, Ranger fans, Avalanche fans, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Go, Abs, go!